Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Arizona State Parks and Trails podcast. We've got two great guests for you today. We're talking with Phil and Shar Rose. They've created an RV-centric volunteer organization called A Year to Volunteer. They rally together volunteers from all over the country to help improve parks and other community programs. They're revolutionizing the way that we think about volunteering and the energy and positivity this couple has is absolutely infectious. You're going to love hearing about their journey and their mission. So let's welcome Shar and Phil to the show. So Phil and Shar, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, thanks for having us. Thanks. Yeah, it's great to, to talk to you guys. Oh my How God. Are- you guys are so busy. I mean, um, I'm just glad we uh, we have a chance that we could pull you away from a project or promoting them to to talk to you because we're excited about this because you guys are so excited about it and we're we want our listeners to hear uh, about the the things that you guys do and why you you love volunteering so much. Yeah, it's funny because um, if you would have asked us four years ago. Um, can you see yourself running a basically a nationwide volunteer organization? And we're like, nope, not even remotely <laughs> close. We had no idea that we were going to be doing this until about a month before we hit the road full time as RVers. Yeah, we uh, thought that we were just going to go from state to state and, you know, go deliver meals for Salvation Army or work at a food bank or an animal shelter. And uh, yeah, it's kind of grown into something much, much bigger than that. See the sites, you know, Mount Rock. We say faces in rocks, go around and see faces in rocks and holes in the ground. And uh, I think we really would have been bored. <laughs> If that's all we did. So that's why we were going to go to stop in one place or the other to do little things, but not what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah, you're certainly not bored at the moment. Tell our yeah. listeners what a year to volunteer is and, and how you got this started. So a uh, year to volunteer, and, and we can give you a little bit of background on how that name came to be, because it started right here in Arizona, in Scottsdale, in a swimming pool in the summer. <laughs> but uh, a year to volunteer is an RV-centric or friendly um, volunteer organization that organizes volunteer projects for those RVers all of, you know all over the country, mostly at state parks and nonprofits, but we've also done regional parks and city parks and things like that because we 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 found that a lot of our viewers love to give back especially ones on the road break up the monotony or break up the travels to do some to some good so we captured that niche to be able to turn um, our activities into like a great resource for park systems and nonprofits that and that so you works. said you were inspired when you're sitting in a swimming pool, tell me about that. Cause when I'm in a swimming pool, I'm not like, I should definitely get out and roll up my sleeves. <laughs> so how did that happen? Uh, 
<laughs> so Phil was retiring in 2018 and um, from the Navy after 36 years, kind of looking for his his next next chapter. What what's what's next for my life? And I was an insurance and finance agent in Scottsdale, Arizona. And sometimes insurance can be a little on the negative side. So I like to do volunteer work to kind of fill my soul and to make it feel like I was doing something important and valuable, and I made a little bit of a difference in the world. So. Phil started this embroidery company kind of from home and um, this is the funny part. So this is how we kind of ended up going into the RV. So this one says, hey, what do you think about getting a boat and sailing out around the world in about a New York second? I'm like, no way. That doesn't look <laughs> good or interesting at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I wanted, I definitely wanted to do something. I was suffering from my my midlife crisis, if that's what you want to call it, because I was retiring. Thing that all I ever knew in my entire life was the sea, and and I definitely wanted to do something different. And I and I was trying to figure. Out, I couldn't see myself sitting in an office, so I so I, I pitched the idea of sailing around the world in a boat, and she gave me the quick no. No way. <laughs> and she said, and then one day in August, that was in like March or June. And then the August, like days before my retirement ceremony, I was running the Naval ROTC program at Arizona State. Um, we're in that pool and she comes home and she's had a tough day at work. Yeah. So basically I said, OK, I don't think I can do the boat thing, but maybe an RV. Um, but I can't just just drive around and see stuff. I got to have got to have purpose. So out of my mouth flies. Let's just get an RV and take a year to volunteer. And I was stupid at the moment where I thought 52 weeks in 50 states, we can do that. Yeah. Of course. That's ambitious. Yeah. Very ambitious, I know. Yeah, exactly. You probably would have been able to get like four days to get to each place, one day there, and then get on the road and go again. So we realized very quickly that probably was not realistic. So then we thought, okay, let's just travel and see how long it takes us. And we created a goal to go to all 50 states and do at least 365 volunteer days. Well, we've been to 20 states and we've done 363 volunteer days. So we still have 30 states to go. So I think we're going to be going on for a little bit longer. You know, and it was funny because we, we had a guy, we had a guy come over for a solar quote and he brought a, another guy over and they said, hey, listen, uh, what are you guys going to do? And, and we said, well, we're going to do this a year to volunteer thing. He goes, that is so cool. I've got, we've got thousands of followers on our Facebook group page for families and they, I bet you they would love to volunteer. And so so we said, all right, let's set something up. And we found a uh, we found a state park that had been hammered in Florida. Um, it was Florida Cavern State Park in Mariana, Florida, nailed by a direct hit from Hurricane Michael in 2018. It devastated 90% of all the standing trees in that park. It trashed their, all the facilities. They were shut down. And we said, hey, could you use a, a bunch of volunteers? And they said, yeah, if you can, if you can, sure, absolutely. I'm not going to say no. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Come. But they, they were very skeptical. So we started this path. And, and then when we showed up on the very first project in February of 2020, we showed up and they were they 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 looked up and saw that there were these 15 or 20 RVs that we gathered the parking lot, yeah. and they went. Okay, call everybody. We need. We're gonna have a meeting up at the old golf club in, in in thirty minutes, and bring everything you got. And and then from that moment forward, 
uh, that's when we realized, okay, the train just left the station and we're hanging onto the caboose because mm-hmm. we realized that this is something that is meaningful and it hit scratch Shar's itch. And I was in the military, so we do a lot of service oriented projects and stuff. It scratched my itch. And almost three, three years this coming January in, we'd just gotten started. So I, I kind of want to paint a picture for the listeners about the the type of projects that you guys do, because, uh, you know, I've, I've done a little bit of research on you guys and it's, uh, it's pretty easy to find that you've done some like really cool stuff, like big fishing piers with these beautiful lights on it. You've done bridges and like all kinds of stuff. So, um, just kind of let people know that, um, you know, just the the significance of these projects is more than just picking up trash at a park is basically what I'm I'm going for. These mm-hmm. people are going to be able to see some uh, professionals at work doing really cool projects because everything that you guys seem to do turns out very, very nice. Yeah, I think um, I think what we what we started doing was everything that they needed that we'll say, hey, listen, we'll come in and, and help out. We'll do whatever you need. You want to clean up, picking up sticks, we'll do all that stuff. And and then as we went to the next project, which was tearing down a, like an old uh, a building that had been hit by Hurricane Harvey in South Texas, we start we demolished that. That's really what they wanted us to do. With every successive project, we we were challenged and the volunteers that we had who we didn't ask for certain skills were able to accomplish an increasing amount of stuff. And we realized that the capacity of today's RVer, the retired folks, 55 to 65 or so, and then on either side of that as well, they could do so much more. And so with each project, it just went bigger and Uh bigger and bigger. Yeah. So, you know, Every project is a little bit different. Um, at, at Arizona, at Picacha Peak State Park in Arizona, um, we painted. We ended up in, in the end, because we finished so quickly, we ended up doing a lot of landscaping. So, um, but that's what they needed done. So they had, what, 36, you know, ramadas, picnic table, you like know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so they needed those painted. So that's what we did. And then when we finished that, we painted the pedestals. And we finished that, we finished all the bullets. We painted all the bullards. Um, so it just, you know, okay, we finished that, we painted decks, we finished that, we did some landscaping. So every project is is a tiny bit different. Um, at one park in Indiana, um, Versailles State Park in Indiana, they had a piece of land that they've had for 10 years. And they've been wanting to build this kind of anchor-shaped fishing scenic pier, overlook. Scenic, scenic overlook. overlook yeah. And, you know, the materials alone were what? $45,000. And we looked at that and we said, Oh, I don't, how can we do this? <laughs> and, and Charles, Charles like, of course we can. And so we said, we won't bring the contractor or the engineering, but if you, if you give us the plans and everything, we'll attack. And then, and then, we should we 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 recruited all the volunteers by just saying, hey, we're gonna do this project because what we're gonna do. A whole bunch of people jumped on, and that was and we did that thing in 19 work days. Mm-hmm. And it's a hundred wow. feet by 90 linear mm-hmm. feet, shaped kind of like that anchor or whatever. And they drained a lake for that, and we <laughs> did it, and we couldn't believe it. And we we're like, 
<laughs> wow. And we always tell we always tell state parks and organizations, make sure whatever list you build for us, prioritize it and then make it super, super long because we have a bunch of people on our projects who have no appetite to work on a scenic overlook and, and carpentry, but we will paint. So while we did that, we also painted a 5,000 square foot maintenance building. And then we also did a whole bunch of other stuff. So we usually have a list of 25 things and we can get at least 20 to 22. If we have leftovers, that means they built the yeah, right list. Absolutely. So, and that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. yeah. And it's grown from there. And, and Neil and Elizabeth, just for your listeners, we don't want people to feel intimidated. Like, I don't know how to build a scenic overlook over a lake. Like, I have no idea how to do this. That's okay. Um, we know how to, and what we don't know, we'll figure it out. But also, if you have zero interest in building something, like Phil said, we'll paint a building, we'll do cleanup, we'll do anything that they need. But we always have varying degrees of work to be done. Things from light duty to obviously heavy, heavy construction. duty construction and everything in between. So we really pride ourselves in finding work for every skill level. You do. And I think what's so neat is that, um, you know, people think, oh, volunteers, that means free labor. Free mm -hmm. labor does not mean unskilled labor. Uh, right. And what you end up oh, with 100%. is a lot of people who are just, they just care and they give time and they have all this talent to give too. So um, that's amazing for, for, for different parks um, or land managers who are thinking of you guys and hearing this, um, it's free labor doesn't mean unskilled labor. You're bringing a lot of great skills all together. And you, they've got examples on their website too and on YouTube. I mean, you can go find, and we'll have links to that stuff in the show notes, but you can find the stuff that they've done and you'll notice really quickly that it's, it's very nice. And we, we've realized in the last three years that their volunteers come in all shapes and sizes, meaning that some have really just want to be camp, camp hosts. Um, they're, Maybe they're older or they've got children and they uh, and they basically are perfectly willing to stay there for six months at a shot. And and we have other volunteers who, man, this is part of my income. I want to generate some income. So I, I would like to work camp. I'll be a maintenance host. I'll do some stuff for and I'll receive compensation for that. And then the, the niche of volunteers that we have are these folks who have typically retired um, early in their 50s or maybe just right around 60. So it's 55 to 65, retired professionals. We've got law enforcement, military. Um, we've got nurses and school teachers. Mm -hmm. We have contractors. We have electricians. Mm -hmm. We have NASA engineers. And we have different people like that who are traveling the country. And what they want to do is this work. They want to work for a finite period of time. So we make our projects two weeks long, 10 work days. And they, and we typically find a place to park, you know, we'll go boondock or dry camp in a, in an area that's closed or somewhere else. And provided that the weather supports that. And then, and then we all jump in and attack and everyone wants to work harder. And with this, within this time frame. and it's amazing what we can get done with that type of volunteer. So it's so funny because the number one thing we hear from every organization we've ever worked with, and that's 30 of them. What's the, what's the number one thing they always say? Oh, you're not like all other volunteer groups. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
totally true. Yeah. yeah. And we do quality work. They never have to go behind us and redo things. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a really, a really amazing adventure for the last three years. And we and we bring our own leadership team that would be us and we manage because we know that a state park or an organization's got their day job and they don't necessarily want to like herd cats with a large group of 25 to 30 volunteers. So we say, we'll, we'll interface with one person on your staff with us or maybe a couple and we will, we'll work supply lists and that sort of thing. And, and then we just, we just get going. So it's, it's just been, now we're in the groove, you know? So it's, it's so much fun because we can do so much more because we're so much more efficient. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the more projects you do, the more efficient you're going to be. I mean, it's uh, it's a really cool thing. And people learn too. We learn. Oh. We learn on our projects. Yeah, we have projects every every single time somebody leaves. They're like, "When I got here, I never, I didn't know how to drive a tractor. I didn't know how to use a power power drill." And we're all about, you know, giving people new skills and things they can use at home or in their RV or just out on the road. Uh, we're all about, yeah, learning and growing. Just because you're retired doesn't mean you can't grow anymore, right? <laughs> but unless the circuit, like, but we will say though that that. You know, maybe working on a trail at a state park is not the time to learn how to use a chainsaw. chainsaw. <laughs> probably want to get some training beforehand. Yeah, yeah. But if it's an, an innocuous situation where people can actually learn new skills, yeah, yeah. you know, they grab the tools and off they off they go to the races. And I love yeah, that because it, sorry, volunteering should be rewarding. You you give something but you should get things back. You should feel a sense of accomplishment and appreciation and learning something new. That's a cherry on top. I mean, what a great thing to be able to walk away from saying, I gave, I gave my time, I gave my effort. Um, and it was really impactful, but I also got something from it too. And we, we had go ahead. Go no, go ahead. <laughs> we had a we had a volunteer that had never used a pressure washer before, and oh, she absolutely loved it to the point where she asked for one for Christmas. And, got it. and that girl oh, never no. washed anything you put in front of she her. Says, now she why loves didn't, it. Why didn't Why did my husband <laughs> tell me about this? I could be out here power washing. She every project she's come to, she's Where's power the pressure washer. Yeah, and you know, to, to your point about you know just people leaving with a sense of accomplishment, we also what we also have gained have have gained great value from is the social connections we make because a lot of us are full time RVers and with a million and a half to two million full time RVers on the road, um, a lot of people will go to a campground. They'll they'll stay thirty to forty feet away and they interact lightly as they walk mm -hmm. by the campers and stuff like this. But every day we have like a we call it a cocktail campfire circle and we all sit around. We tell stories. We share share recipes and share secrets of RV life and get to know each other. And we call those circles the glue that holds this whole program together. It's the social circle. And then everyone scatters because we don't have a single group of people who follow us around the country. We, we, we open up for people to sign up on projects. So we have a mixture of repeaters and newbies. 
and they all become friends and they may not be friends of their friends, but they all know that they're white two viewers, a year to volunteer, we call them white two viewers and white two viewers we see on social media connecting up at some brewery somewhere in Nebraska uh -huh. <laughs> or some museum in Idaho and they're all seeing each other and that's the web that we're creating. So it's, it's hard work, it's fun work, but it's also a huge social endeavor where we all get together and meet and learn about each other. And it's well, in fact, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, in fact, have fun is in your core values. I was checking those out on your website and I'm like, that's perfect. That's a great way to cap off the core values, which the other ones are very important as well. But I, I love that. You're like, hey, let's just go out and have a good time doing this. And and I love that you guys are making uh, those meaningful connections and just people meeting up like the, the network's growing and you got the momentum. And I think that's just awesome. Yeah. One of our, our favorite things is we regularly tell people when you show up at a project, you probably do not know anybody, but you're going to instantly have three things in common. You're probably an RVer. You like to give back and love to you travel. love to travel. So people are not strangers for very long at all. As a matter of fact, at our last project in Iowa, we had a woman showed up by herself and she pulled up and she says, I'm going to be honest, Char, I'm, I'm a little nervous. Like, I don't know anybody. I don't have any skills. Do all these people here already know each other? And I said, you see that group of ladies right there? They've known each other five minutes and they were <laughs> smiling and laughing. She's like, whew, okay. And she's already met up with other people. She's already made besties for life. She's got people helping her with her camper and giving her places to stay. Like it, you might show up as a stranger, but you are going to leave fast friends. Yeah. Yeah. Pack the cooler, throw on your favorite tunes and hit the road. Memories are just a scenic drive away in Arizona's state parks. Have an outdoor adventure hiking, biking, or fishing. Take an educational outing and learn about Wild West history or be amazed by desert plants and animals. Feeling the need to recharge? Just relax in nature with a picnic, watching the beautiful birds, or spending time on the water. Get away for the day at an Arizona State Park. Find your day trip at azstateparks.com. You share great videos and photos of the projects that you do. So people can see for themselves these social situations that are coming out of there. But at the Picacho Peak State Park one, I remember you guys had someone there who looked like an incredible chef. They made paella. Um, paella. It looked beautiful. Oh, <laughs> at a campground. I mean, what a treat. You had someone who did yoga, like get, did yoga instruction in the morning before you guys started the project for the day. Just, I mean, I can see you are fostering these relationships um other people can do this too you know like if you have a group of friends make it a fun activity give back but have fun at the same time we had the one volunteer that Shara was mentioning who, who came she came and she hadn't even gotten her rv her van completed yet and she is she had just bought a, a van she was going to convert it she hadn't done it yet so she had all these points to stay in a hotel nearby but she parked the van right there she she'd already jumped into the rv community she was too excited so she found the opportunity to come and join us and um part of her story was that she she lost her husband 11 months ago and that and it was a reach for her to come out into a social circle because she really hadn't done that yet well she met another person on our on our volunteer group who lost who lost his spouse about three months, three months ago oh. and and he was a repeater 
And so they were, you know, I mean, it's just that we have people who have certain disabilities where they think they can't volunteer. Uh, we've had people going through um, cancer treatment, things like that. And they feel that they're limited or emotionally or physically have limitations or whatever, but we always find a little niche and they, and the one thing that pulls everybody together is this, this social commitment we make with each other for the two weeks that we're there. And, be, and, you know, I went to boot camp when I first joined the Navy in the early eighties and it was eight weeks long and you know, I'm still in touch with all those folks. Our projects are two weeks long and the bonds have already been built within your first two weeks of boot camp. And I'm going to stay in touch with all these people for, for as long as we possibly can. <laughs> That's how fast it happens. Yeah, it does. Yeah. When you have an intense experience like that, it seems to deepen your connections. That's oh, really meaningful. You're giving back, but you're, you're getting a lot as an individual who participates in these projects too. Yeah, definitely. And, and it, it comes from all walks of life too. Absolutely. Everywhere. And kind of Elizabeth, to your point, you know, it's, I think we may have shared this before, but it's a lot about kind of the ripple effect is what we've heard it called before. When you show up at something, you feel good about yourself and what you're doing, but then you see the impact you're making on the place and the people that work there, how these strangers come in and, and made a difference. And then you see people from the community and the people who are going to the parks, they show up and you're like, wow, these, these strangers that don't even live in here in the city or even the state, they've come in and they've helped this place. And so each one of us has had this own kind of experience and it goes far deeper and, and far wider than you could ever imagine. And so if you just think it's, you know, showing up for two weeks and swinging a hammer and building, you know, something, it really does affect you and the people you're doing it for. And then the people who are using those places, it's just an exponential effect that you just really have no idea how that good grows. Do we sound passionate? A little bit, yeah. guys. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And I guarantee it's contagious when you get the people out there to your project. I mean, um, I, I'm intrigued to go check one out. I mean, and, uh, um, you know, I've done volunteering on a, a smaller level, nothing quite like two weeks long. And honestly, I don't know if I'd be able to um, devote that much time to it right now. Is there is there ways people can come out and just, if, if you're going to be in there, area maybe come out for a couple of days and you can put them to work oh we love that neil absolutely we tell people all the time um we get it not everybody can take two weeks off of work or they're not in a place to be retired and go do it so we say every little bit counts if you can just come for an hour we've had it some times where people have shown up just for the morning or just for the afternoon or just for a day um yeah if you come with the helping attitude we're gonna put you to work I love yeah, that. So yeah. it scales. It's, you know, it can, and people can replicate this. If you're someone listening and you say, well, I'm retired. I haven't found my next adventure yet. You could be the next fill and shard. People want to contribute, but if they can't take that much on, they want to be able to partner with somebody who can. And, and yeah. you guys are making, I, you said it, the ripple effect, you're making copies of yourselves. And I think that's incredible. And, and, you know, and that's super um, easy to do because we did this project at Pioneer Village Museum. It's in Nebraska. It's we call it the Smithsonian of the Midwest mm -hmm. because it's incredible. They got 26 buildings with um, American history from 
the early 1800s all the way until the 80s. And um, the the founder Harold Warp, who who was a he was a magnet in the like kind of like plexiglass called plexoglass. It's the American version of uh, plexiglass, and he uh, uh, or plexoglass. He he put this whole thing together, and then it kind of fell into disrepair. Then it was taken over as a as a public nonprofit, and they've been trying to restore the prominence of this museum in Minden, Nebraska, dead center of the state. We um, we went out there to give them a hand, and we started working on a bunch of stuff to the point where some of our volunteers said, well, we're going back in, in August, and should we come back and do a, like a YTV thing again? And we said, no way. Go as yourself. Go mm-hmm. as your group of friends. Make a difference because we, we'd love to showcase that. We'd like to tell people that it's perfectly okay to do projects like this. You can send, you can build a project like here in Arizona, say, hey, listen, we've got, we're going to do a family reunion. And what we're going to do is we're going to do a family reunion at this park that needs help. And we're going to spend some time doing kind of what we do. And, you know, you don't have to do it with friends. You could do it by yourself. You could, I mean, anybody who's traveling and stops at a state park, I promise you, every single state park on the planet, or at least in the U.S., has three <laughs> things at every every place. They are short on time, they are short on money, and they are short on people. Amen. So if you're just traveling around and stop somewhere and be like, you know what? I've got nothing on the schedule today. Walk into the office and say, Hey, I've got a whole day of nothing to do. What can I help you with? It could be bundling papers. It could be chopping wood. It could be painting a room, but you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a a huge ordeal. It doesn't have to be this thing that's months in the planning, just showing up somewhere and saying, Hey, can I help? Places would be so much better off and they'd be less behind and would be better improved if everybody just took a moment to be like, hey, I got nothing to do. How do you how can I help? I'm pretty cool. sure every park manager in Arizona would take you up on that. Totally. <laughs> you know? Yeah, to Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> and, and so now our kind of message is 365 volunteer days. If everyone spent one day of a month for 30 years, that's 365 days. They can, everyone spends a year of their life giving back in some capacity, and it could doesn't necessarily mean it has to be eight hours. It could be during that day you you fulfill something. Then the whole world just becomes, or our country, or our state just becomes a better place. You know, we go to these state parks and we see a lot of litter in the fire pits. People litter fire pits. Oh, yeah. They throw all their stuff and it's plastics and it's things that don't burn or shouldn't be burned. And 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 someone's got to clean that up. So we, as 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 the human race, we, res, you know, residents of Arizona or other states, we need to do our part to contribute, to make these precious resources we have, these parks, <laughs> better and more fun and make it easier on the staff so so if we call it the first line of volunteering is actually throw your trash away <laughs> and not to leave at your campsite or folks like us can come in and the group and do something the camp hosts can do something the work campers as well or just those family reunions that's amazing um if our park manager at picacho peak carolyn knew that we were talking to you today and we did not say Thank you for all of your amazing work. I'm pretty sure she would just murder us. <laughs> you kind of reduced her to yeah. tears that day. I mean, it was really, yeah. really impactful. So just on behalf of that one person, that one park, thank you so much. But 
you, so much more. I mean, how many thousands of volunteer hours? You're you're closing in on almost 40,000 volunteer hours so far, aren't you? We are. That's After our last project, we uh, tallied up 37,423 hours is what a year to volunteer has given since 2020. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's amazing. <laughs> and congratulations, because you've also been recognized for this work. You were mentioning that you recently won an award um, for for this volunteer work. We did. We received, we were notified by Indiana DNR, the Department of Natural Resources, that they had nominated us for the National Association of State Park Directors. So it's America's State Parks. Mm -hmm. They do an annual conference. We were nominated by them with six or seven other supporting states <laughs> for their President's Award for Volunteerism, and we got it! So we Yay. couldn't believe it. So yeah. uh, we had to stop what we were doing. Char had to get in a plane, fly all, you know. She went there and she was there. I, I stayed back at the coach and uh, and took care of our pooch, but she went back and accepted that award and we put that on our Facebook page. But that was such an honor because it wasn't even it wasn't even really expected. You know, we've received a state award from Indiana, also Alabama, uh, and also, um, where's the other place? It's Alabama. We got the Eagle Alabama, Award. Alabama, Indiana. Indiana. Is there, is there another one? And then this one. Yeah. That's that's more than enough. <laughs> we're totally, because we, we're, we're just, we do it for just the pure joy of yeah. doing it. I mean, when we started, we just wanted to do good. We just wanted to do some small part of making the world a better place. Never did we think that it was going to be something to the point of being a nationally recognized organization or getting awards or plaques. It's just, um, yeah, it's, it's sometimes overwhelming to, to see the response when you're like, this was selfish. I did this so I would feel good, and now I'm getting an award for it. <laughs> and it's, and I, I guess I got to say this this little piece on volunteering. I, I always have said that volunteering is not sexy. It's not something that you think of. Oh yeah, I got to do that. Because when I before we hit the road, you know, we would do Salvation Army here in the valley. We would hand out meals during the holidays. We'd give blood. We'd do cleanups. We've clean. We've taken trash bags down the roads. That's it's it's not necessary. You can make it fun, but it's not necessarily a. When you think about it, it's not fun. So, <laughs> volunteering we say is yeah. The word volunteering is not sexy, but I people just hopefully after hearing us today will see that volunteering is truly what you make of it, that you can absolutely fold, even if it's your primary objective, you can fold this into a lifestyle that is so much fun. It's so it's entertaining. You build lifelong friendships. You just it, it's a lot sexier <laughs> than you would think volunteering, the word volunteering, <laughs> quote unquote, really is. And and it kind of surprised me too because we didn't know how long we were going to do this, and and we we it didn't feel I, I don't know if it, it felt obligatory as much as it felt like okay we'll just see how it goes because you know it's work it's kind of hard and all this other stuff and now we're like man we love this and we can't wait to do and do another project so even though it's not sexy it don't sound sexy it's a lot of fun <laughs> you're rebranding it exactly. <laughs> the yeah, new exactly. volunteering yeah, the new yeah. volunteering for sure yeah. 
And maybe that's the part that they think, wow, you're not like other volunteer organizations. Yeah. You guys do things differently. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, we are all about fun. And it's so funny, too, because people who've never joined us before, they will regularly you know, send us an email. Okay, so do you work eight hours a day and you go eight to five with the 30-minute lunch and you know, start again the next day? And we're like, whoa, slow down. No way. We're Thank retired. You. <laughs> Five hours a day, sometimes more, sometimes one less. hour nap in Take the middle. An hour lunch. I mean, but everybody is always so amazed because I feel like it's kind of synergy where people get together and they just work a little faster and a little better and a little more efficiently. And it's amazing when you get a bunch of people together, they are efficient and fast and they just get so much done. So it doesn't take eight hours. It doesn't take, and we go Monday through Friday, we take the weekends off. So we're, yeah, we're all about, yeah, we're, we're putting the party in volunteering. <laughs> you really are. Yeah. Those, uh, those cocktail fire hours sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> they are. And if people sign up for our newsletter, they just go to our, our website, a year to volunteer.com and scroll down, subscribe to our newsletter. We put out this newsletter every month and we take snippets out of our cocktail circles and our campfire circles oh, with our favorite cocktail, favorite movie or different movies that we've done. Here's a good RV tip that, that, um, that we figured out things like that. So it's kind of, and it's a good way to follow uh, along. And that's where we list all our projects where people yeah. can sign up too. And who can knows? People, oh, go ahead. Can people, can people sign up for that uh, newsletter on your website? Yeah. yeah on it. every page of our website, just scroll to the bottom and it says sign up for our newsletter. That's awesome. That's, so I, I kind of wanted to projects. Um, when our, that's where we announce all of our projects there and and so people really we tell people sign up for that newsletter so that if you see something coming then you can jump on that one we also tell people sign up early because mm -hmm. we always take from the backup list if you have to cancel and sign up on the wait list even if it's full because we always take people from the wait list yeah we always tell people even if the project's full don't be discouraged people always have rv issues family issues health issues because we've regularly had it told to us why would anybody back out of this project you're you know helping a bird rescue well yeah but their rv broke or their health broke yeah. or their family yeah. broke so life happens you know exactly. but can i just say how amazing it is that you guys have wait lists for people to buy volunteer go you guys this is incredible <laughs> yeah it's really cool <laughs> oh you were saying yeah. oh yeah i mean i just uh i kind of wanted to talk about tacos tacos yeah oh. i did <laughs> yeah tacos the thing we miss when we leave arizona <laughs> right where we go we always look for the local mexican restaurant and we are comparing tacos everywhere we go and i have to say i still think arizona is the best we, we know yeah. there's there's some great places in the valley Tacarbon is like one of the top rated taco shops or restaurants in the valley and we we have we've, we've seen a bunch of places around here so whenever we hit the road when we travel we could be in iowa and we found this one little stand and we don't want like a like a like a major chain we want the, the most authentic yeah, the mexican tacos you know sweet tacos or whatever we found one place we posted a picture of what we were eating and that thing that picture had oh god now over a hundred thousand views on 100, <laughs> views. <laughs> uh, 
we know that Arizonans are traveling all over the country and they're looking for their tacos. <laughs> so we actually are a year to volunteer. The only thing we really do, sometimes we do some, I guess it's one of the things is we do food reviews as we're driving we around do. the country. And it's tacos. But you know, what's funny is like for our viewers, if they're traveling around, we have people that are on an ice cream thing. So everywhere they go in order for it to count as a state, they have to go have ice cream in that location. Oh, nice. I love it. People have their different things. that's fantastic well we are going to make sure that people check out your website a year to volunteer.com we'll put the link in our show notes be sure to sign up for your newsletter so they can see what projects are coming up what are you guys up to next what's what's next for your projects Wow. Well, our next one is, yeah, we're just about booked for 2023. We have a couple of other details where we're fine tuning before we announce them. But yeah, we've got Florida in um, February. Uh, We're working out the details with Georgia in In March, March, Virginia in May, I'm sorry, April, Um, Kentucky in May. We're still working on their details. Minnesota in June. June. Um, Yeah, we take July off. It's too hot everywhere. So Mm -hmm. we don't do that's true. North Dakota. In, in August, August and then Colorado, Colorado in, in September, September and we're working on October as we speak. and and hopefully you know we'll get somewhere in the southwest New Mexico Utah something <laughs> like that before we come back down and that'll round out our year we realized that uh, doing projects in January we run out of warm weather states although hey Arizona we may have to do another project exactly. in Arizona right yeah that's there, right. there we go do Arizona <laughs> yeah yeah that's an yeah. And then, and then, um, and then November, we, we got out of Iowa just a couple weeks ago by the skin of our teeth when the temperatures <laughs> dropped down 22. Yeah. So degrees when we left eight, like we are, insane. we're not going to do November yeah. projects anymore. We're going to come back uh, kind of early, do all of our medical appointments here in Arizona, go see the dentist and family. <laughs> and, and we're already talking to places for 2024. So those should be starting right. to show up on the calendar very soon as well. Yeah. And we, we filled up most of our projects for next year. Although if so, if someone sees something that they would like, um, get on that wait list yeah. because we always take folks off of the wait list. And, and sometimes our, the scope of our, <coughs> excuse me, the scope of our projects change. And once we, once we had to grow the size of our project for the very first time, because we were building this huge boardwalk in Louisiana, at a state park and we ended up bringing 25 rigs. So that's not very common, but it's always a possibility that something like that could happen. Mm. So yeah, we're starting to look out a little longer <laughs> in our scope. So we're, we're starting to populate 2024 already. And, and uh, one of these days we may hit 50 states, although Hawaii is going to be a little t- tough, but we can do it. <laughs> yeah. You should definitely make that happen. <laughs> and yeah, they would love it too. People yeah, want to be on the list for Hawaii, yeah. even though they don't know what they're going to do with their RV. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Sign right. me up for anything. I'll get there somehow. Yeah, I get in the RV there. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Well, you guys are awesome, and we, we really appreciate everything you're doing in Arizona, across the country, and um, just we're excited to see what you guys are up to next. And, you know, I'd like to revisit again with you guys down the road to check in. Well, we'd love to. Absolutely. And we want you to join us on a project. We need to put you in volunteering. (laughs) No, I'll do it. And I'll bring, I'm going to bring my kids too. I got four kids that we can put to work too. So we love it when people bring their kids. It's such a great message to send to young kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. About giving. And, 
and we've had, I think our youngest volunteer is five. No, how she was, was three at the time. Three. Yeah. She was picking up sticks. Yeah. And then, our, her mom. And then was our, really cute. our most seasoned volunteers, 81. Yeah. And, and like standing on his feet, um, building, building, uh, start showing a picture of the, the little volunteers. So cute. But, uh, 81 standing there in 90 degree heat in Florida with the uh, 90% humidity. And we were building, um, we were building habitats for, for, um, of monkeys is a, is a primary rescue. Most of those were residents of like uh, labs and that sort of thing. So they were trying mm. to have a nice place to live out their years. And so that 81 year old was helping us. And we have another volunteer who's uh, just turned 80 and he's a general contractor and he has been the architect of a lot of our huge projects and the things that we've done. So we'll take the youngest and the oldest. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your skill level. Do you see the theme that we're talking about here? Just come. We ask yep. one from our volunteers. If you've got the I want to help attitude, we're going to find something for you to do. Yeah. So bring those kids. <laughs> That's awesome. We'll do it. Well, thanks again, guys. You guys are amazing. Uh, it's our pleasure. It Thanks was, so, so much for having us. And it's good to be back home in Arizona. Yeah, you guys were wonderful. Thank you so much. This just felt like a, a warm, friendly conversation. So thanks so much for inviting us to be on your show.